One of the roles that Torah plays right now is in giving people a mirror to what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and maybe even a window <laughs> yeah. to where they want to go. I'm Alana Steinheim, Rosh Beit Midrash and Senior Fellow at the Shalom Hartman Institute. I'm excited to share that I am the host of Texting, a new podcast where ancient wisdom meets contemporary relevance from Hartman's award-winning digital team. On each show, Hartman scholars Christine Hayes, Yona Hain, or Leora Botnitsky will join me to delve into a Torah text that offers insight and inspiration about the issues that matter to you and to our community. I got the feeling from the various explanations that the rabbis gave that God also feels broken. You can listen to texting at shalomhartman.org forward slash texting or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to learning with you. Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one timely page of Talmud each day. And on today's pages, Gitin 75 and 76, we learn the meaning of time. Have a listen. If a husband said to others, if I do not come back from now until the conclusion of 12 months, write and give a bill of divorce to my wife. And they wrote a bill of divorce during the 12 months and gave it to her after 12 months had elapsed. It is not a valid bill of divorce because he instructed them to write the bill of divorce only after 12 months had elapsed. Now, look, I don't want to make this all about me, but I suspect I'm not alone in having radically different attitudes to time be a bit of a contentious issue in relationships that are otherwise happy and harmonious. My very dear friend, for example, who shall remain nameless, treats time like a gold mine understanding how precious the rare nuggets inside truly are, but trusting that there will always be more of them to find. Feel like spending the morning on the couch, luxuriating with a good book? Hey, no worries. There'll always be enough time in the afternoon to cram in everything that needs to be done. That's my friend's approach. But me, I treat time very differently. I treat time like water in the desert seizing every drop like it was the last one. Mirthless and rigid, I will, for example, separate my grocery shopping list into categories just so I could plan my route through the supermarket and map it out in the most efficient way possible to make sure I never have to retrace my steps from one aisle to the next and thereby, you know, not waste time. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, it's a little bit much. But in today's page of Talmud, the rabbis ask a great question. What really is Judaism's idea of time? After all, the husband in our story asks specifically for a bill of divorce to be written after 12 months had passed. He did not say, write it now and hand it to my wife one year hence. On the surface, it shouldn't really freaking matter. Shouldn't we only care about the bottom line? And isn't the bottom line in this example the same? Namely, the husband saying, I want to divorce my wife if I'm not back in a year? Hallelujah. The answer is no, it is not the same. The bottom line is much more intricate. The husband instructed his pals to write the bill of divorce only once 12 months had elapsed and not a moment before because he understands the Jewish idea of time, which is gorgeous 
and sometimes seems like a thicket of contradictions, but it's actually deeply empowering. How then do Jews see time? First of all, unlike so many of antiquity's other cultures who perceived of time as moving around in pretty much an infinite circle, Judaism gave the world the magical idea that time moves forward. It's deeply transformational once you think about it, even on a personal level. As the old saying goes, today you're both the oldest you have ever been and the youngest you will ever be again. But this idea is also awe-inspiring from a world historical perspective because we Jews very much believe that history itself ages, that it moves towards a certain purpose, and that that purpose is the coming of the Mashiach, the Messiah, and the bringing about of a peaceful and radiant era that lies above and beyond time itself. Which sounds daunting. End of history stuff. Not exactly a thought most of us can fathom. We, as the poet once said and said, well, we measure time in coffee spoons. We can barely get hold of the idea of yesterday or tomorrow, which is why Judaism gives us another crucial instruction on how to view time. The very first time God speaks to the entire Jewish people, he gives them a mitzvah related to time. He says, the commandment pertaining to looking at the moon and determining when the new month begins. Here, then, is the Almighty talking to a bunch of very recently freed slaves in the desert and telling them, listen here, friends. From now on, I'm going to give you an amazing gift, the gift of time. You're not free to make it up entirely. The new month depends on the moon. But you have the power to make decisions, to utilize time, to call the shots. Why? Because time, like everything else in God's universe, is God's creation. And no sooner does Hashem speak to the Jews than he instructs them that by doing things at the exact appropriate moment, you could actually master time itself, literally and physically. That's why the man in the Talmud story insisted that the bill of divorce be written in the precise time frame he had indicated. It's why we have zamanim, or precise times for prayer each day. And it's why we abhor wasting time. A divine gift such as this should be enjoyed to the fullest. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One Newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, and you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. Each week, 
we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at take one at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at take one Daf Yomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.